And in conclusion, let me state, for all to hear and to heed, the public peace will be preserved. That voice, very familiar to many Arkansans of many ages. It's Orville Faubus. More about that in a minute. First, let me welcome to our Monday broadcast, Randy Dixon with the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. Randy, welcome back. Thank you, Kyle. It's great to be here. All right. What do we do each Monday? We go through some archives, don't we? Yes, we do. We try to pick a different, interesting topic. I hope everyone listening thinks so. But, uh, you know, last week, we profiled Daisy Bates and her involvement with the Central High Crisis. And I just I found so much uh, additional material that, you know, you and I discussed maybe uh, doing something a little more, right. more on the crisis itself and uh, specifically on the Little Rock Nine. And what we heard to begin our visit this week was Orville Faubus talking about keeping the peace. Right, as he as he put it, um, and that's this is what really started it all. He uh, brought in the Arkansas National Guard, and by keeping the peace, he basically uh, blocked the nine African American students from entering Central High when they were registered uh, by the NAACP for school and uh, came in, and they they were met with very angry mobs. Uh, that were cursing them and throwing things at them and spitting. Uh, And Father said he was doing this to bring about the peace. Mm -hmm. So here he is. Here's some more of him. Now that a federal court, however, has chosen to substitute its judgment for mine as to how the peace and order should be preserved, I must temporarily at least a buy. And therefore, I have issued orders that all units of the Arkansas National Guard stationed at the high schools in Little Rock be removed therefrom as soon as this can be accomplished. They are now gone, or they are moving from the school grounds. Arkansas Governor Orville Faubus. Um, so we've heard from him now. Uh, Let's hear from one of the nine teenagers who integrated uh, Central High. Tell me more about what we're going to hear. Well, this is Ernest Green. Um, he was actually the first African-American to graduate from Central High. He was one uh, there. And these are his sort of <laughs> reflections on um, th- this was several years later. Uh, but but his remembrance and thoughts on Faubus's actions. As he talked about all the impending violence that was going to occur, and he was doing this for the safety and the well-being of everybody in Little Rock, uh, I thought to myself, he ain't talking about me, uh, and I don't think he has my well-being in mind. Ernest Green, one of the Little Rock Nine. And he certainly didn't agree that uh, he was wanting to bring the peace No, for at least those nine students. Right, and you know, uh, uh, an extended population of of the state's largest city. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, the entire, or almost the entire planet's eyes were watching as this happened, and uh-huh. it was documented uh, in newspapers and newsreels and in a documentary you found. Yes, and uh, this sort of just, 
uh, describes the, the first day of class. The first day is over. The battle lines are drawn, the positions spelled out. School integration has been stopped, and the only piece in Little Rock is arm piece. But for Judge Davies, the law comes first. He issues a summons ordering Governor Faubus to answer for his actions in using the National Guard to block the admission of the Negro students. It is hereby ordered, paragraph one. A documentary about the first day for the Little Rock Nine. And that, in the judge he's talking about there uh, is U.S. District Judge, judge Ronald Davies of North Dakota, who's the person who uh, ruled, um, and it eventually went to the Supreme Court, that segregation was unconstitutional. Right. We're, we're listening to some audio clips from the Prior Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History about the Little Rock Nine and integration of Little Rock Central. Another one of the nine students who helped integrate the high school was Terrence Roberts. Yes, Dr. Terrence Roberts, who we heard from last week, uh, who actually confronted um, Orville Faubus on Good Morning America on the 25th anniversary. But these are his thoughts years later about that first day. Uh, I can recall the, the wide open mouths and the, the glazed eyes and the attempts to spit uh, at me over the shoulders of the reporters. And I could see them as I looked over and I could hear, and I can still remember uh, the kind of statements, uh, a lot of obscenities. Now, earlier we heard from Orville Favis and, and this became a very high profile um, sort of battle between the governor's mansion in Little Rock and the White House in Washington, D.C. President Dwight D. Eisenhower was president, and uh, he, you know, he countered every move that uh, Governor Favis made. In speaking from the House of Lincoln, of Jackson, and of Wilson, my words would better convey both the sadness I feel and the action I was compelled today to make and the firmness with which I intend to pursue this course until the orders of the federal court at Little Rock can be executed without unlawful interference. This morning, the mob again gathered in front of the Central High School of Little Rock, obviously for the purpose of again preventing the carrying out of the court's order relating to the admission of Negro children to that school of federal law at Little Rock, Arkansas. President Eisenhower and the 101st Airborne uh, coming in. Randy, you worked for um, years in Little Rock, of course, at KATV, where many of the archives that we hear come from after they're digitized. I'm sure that when you were working there at KATV, you would hear people talk about, you know, this era of Little Rock probably, you know, at least once a month or so. Oh yes, and and we always there was always uh, an anniversary, right? Um, there was you know the fifth, the tenth, twentieth, twenty fifth, um, and as a matter of fact, next year will be the sixty fifth anniversary, if you can believe it. Wow, uh, of the crisis and uh, Bill Clinton and uh, I believe it was ninety nine uh, had a huge uh, ceremony at Central High and uh, was given the, the highest civilian honor to, to each of the nine. And they were all living at the time. Right. Uh, I don't know if you're 
everybody's aware, but uh, one actually has passed. There are only eight still living. Uh, Jefferson Thomas died in 2010. So, uh, you know, a 65th anniversary, and you still have eight or right. nine alive. That's, um, that's pretty amazing. It really is. Uh, so when you were working at KTV, you were still having stories. Of course, when it was all unfolding, television stations would ask people the old person-on-the-street interview technique, and you found um, some of these from uh, the contemporary then-times of what people were thinking. What do we hear here? Well, there, there are three different man-on-the-street interviews, and you can tell um, by the tone of all three they are quite buried. Right now, they, you know, they're just letting in the... Uh Higher students, but by the time I'm a senior, they're just gonna they're just gonna be letting all of them in, and I don't know about that because there's gonna be some pretty low and pretty mean people out there. I think that integration is inevitable, and I think that the younger generation, my generation, realizes this, and I think a great deal of the difficulty has been because of parents and older people pushing the students at Central High. I believe that an appeal should be made to the extremists of the population of Little Rock, Arkansas, who have caused all the adverse criticism by the United States and the rest of the world towards Little Rock to restrain their emotions and their prejudices so that a, an orderly um, negotiation can be made to dissolve the situation in Little Rock. So the, 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 you know, we heard from the first person who uses these sort of ugly euphemisms. Quite racist, yes. The, 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 young, the, the young woman who, like, hey, this is happening and adults butt out, let us do it. Yep, yep. And the third and fellow? And that last guy, I don't even know what he was talking about. He, <laughs> to tell you the truth. He obviously, what did you think? I think he was concerned about the reputation of little rock because it was getting such yeah. a, a bad reputation over this. And, and if you grew up in Arkansas, let alone little rock, you know, the, the lasting impact that this had. Um, and so perhaps he was just, it sounds like he was wistfully wishing it could just evaporate and take care of itself. Yes. Yes. All right. So we've heard from Ernest green earlier. Now he, I think he earlier we heard him reflecting on the first day. Now he's going to reflect on the entire year. Right. And this was, uh, this interview was recorded, uh, right after his graduation. And, you know, he is, uh, very diplomatic in his answer. Don't you think? Yeah. Ernest, what's it been like this year? It's been what you expected or? Well, from the beginning, it wasn't quite what we expected, but adding all things together and, Putting all sides together, I think it's turned out to be, uh, well, I would say an interesting year. <laughs> I guess that would be an understatement, but when you put all the sides together, we've had some nice times as well as some rough times, and I think all in all, it's worked out rather nicely. Ernest Green, one of the Little Rock Nine, and another uh, one of the, the nine talking uh, years later. Uh, who is this? Yes, and yeah, Melba uh, Patilla has had quite a different. And I think it may have been the amount of time mm. that had passed, uh, but she had a completely uh, different turn on uh, what that year meant to her. By the time school had ended, I had sort of settled into myself, and I could have gone on for the next five years. It didn't matter anymore. I was past feeling. I was uh, 
I was into just that kind of numb pain where you say, hey, I can make it do whatever you'd like and it just doesn't matter anymore. But uh, I came home and, and by myself, I walked to the backyard and I burned my books. I burned everything that I could burn. And I just stood there crying, looking into the, the fire and uh, wondering whether I would go back, but uh, not wanting to go back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, Randy, for uh, last week and this week bringing these archives in and uh, letting us um, not forget uh, many of the um, uh, emotions and machinations that uh, the state went through uh, almost well, 65 years ago. maybe we can do ago. something a little lighter, lighter next week. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, whatever you bring in, I think, is going to be interesting. Um, okay. But before you and I visit on the radio next week, we're going to visit online this week, Wednesday night. That's right. Prior Center Presents, we will do an online sort of, I guess you would call it a lecture, but it's going to be more of this program except for with video. So we get to show the pictures that go along with the audio that we're playing for you. It's going to be so live. That should be a lot of fun. It yeah. will be live. It will be live. There will be a time uh, after We've shown some of the videos, and after we've talked about them, there's going to be an opportunity for people to um, submit questions as well. Yes, and uh, it's at 6 o'clock this Wednesday, and you can go to the Prior Center and register. It's free, but you need to register to be able to get the link uh, to sign in. So it'll be from 6 until about 7. Prior? Oh, go ahead. We have some interesting things. Yeah, priorcenter.uark.edu. You do have to register. It is free. And and here's the thing. You said, you know, it's from 6 to 7. <laughs> we've had a couple of phone calls, you and I, where we've been deciding which archives we, we want to share. Yeah, I think and that we've made a very long <laughs> list that we're going to have to pare down. And that's what we'll, uh, we'll do uh Today, so we'll be ready yeah. for Wednesday. How's that? <laughs> yeah, because our first draft, I think, was going to take us to about 11 p.m. So we're going we're gonna to yes. have to trim that some more. But that's a good thing, because then maybe we yes. can do another one. Hey, that'd be fun. All right, Randy we'll Dixon. see how this one goes. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Randy Dixon is with the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. We will visit live online Wednesday night at 6. Go to priorcenter.uark.edu to register. Randy, I'll talk to you Wednesday night. Hey, I'll actually see you. That's right. Tonight, right? That's okay. Right.